0: Whoa! 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 It's it's uh, it's the illusion reporting from somewhere on spaceship Earth. We're here for another sober Wednesday. All right, four in a row. We're winning. We're winning. So um, I'll do my uh, my, my. Preamble here, and um, okay. We'll. Let, I need a moderator here. We'll. We'll get you in there, and uh, and uh, we got Dylan. We'll get you in there too. All right. So, um, how's everyone doing? Here we are for Sober Wednesday. All right, BB's got eight days sober, good for you. solid, solid So um yeah I'm I'm, I'm Hamish the illusion. I'm an alcoholic recovering alcoholic. I got 11 years sobriety as of the first of the year. so we're here to uh, carry the message. Of hope to those who suffer. So there's no requirement to be an alcoholic or a drug addict to hang out on this live stream. All that I ask is that you be courteous to those who came here for a solution. The basic concept of here is is people struggle in many different ways. Some of us struggle with drugs and alcohol, some of us struggle with food, gambling, debt, spirituality, God. I believe that all these things have a similar path towards uh, towards God. And uh, whatever your burden is, I think that uh, there's a solution here for you. So, like I said, there is no requirement to be sober or want to be sober or even a desire to be sober. It, the only real requirement is just to be courteous to those who... Want to try to achieve sobriety? Um, I don't. Th- oh, it's stormy. I don't think we'll see the moon tonight. So, with that said, we're here dedicated for an hour of sobriety. that was sort of the preamble, um, how we how we generally have been doing it, we start with a serenity prayer, and then we read. Uh, how it works from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous because that is a template that can be applied for any sort of condition as a process to regain your relationship with yourself God and your community God is not a requirement for this uh this this that this that we talk about it is uh it is for you to figure out it is just a suggestion it is just a a part of the process that many of us have found to be successful on our journey. So with that said, uh, let's open it up with the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. All right. Well, we're, we're off to the races. So I'll uh, I'll, I'll read how it works and then I, I, I kind of did my uh, I kind of did my experience strength and hope on episode one. I think we did the promises on episode two. Last week we just talked about, I don't remember, so what I'll do is I'll read chapter five and then I'll just kind of open it up to, to you guys this week to um, direct it a little bit. So as I read, think about what we want to do here with our time together. All right. Where is chapter five? How it works. Mm-hmm. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Da-da-da-da-da-da. All right. Chapter five from the Big Books of, of Alcoholics Anonymous, page 58. How it works. Rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. Those who do not recover are people who cannot or will not completely give themselves to the simple program. Usually men and women who are constitutionally incapable of being honest with themselves. There are such unfortunates. They are not at fault. They seem to have been born that way. They are naturally incapable of grasping and developing a manner of living which demands rigorous honesty. Their chances are less than average. There are those, two who suffer from grave emotional mental disorders, but many of them do recover if they have the capacity to be honest. Our stories disclose in a general way what we used to be like, what happened, and what we are like now. If you, if you have decided you want what we have and are willing to go to any length to get it, then you are ready to take certain steps. At some of these, we balked. We thought we could find an easier, softer way, but we could not. With all the earnestness at our command, we beg of you to be fearless and thorough from the very start. Some of us have tried to hold on to our old ideas, and the result was nil until we let go absolutely. Remember that we'll deal with alcohol, cunning, baffling, and powerful. Without help, it is too much for us. But there is one who has all power. That one is God. May you find him now. Half measures have availed us nothing. We stood at the turning point. We asked his protection and care with complete abandon. Here are the steps we took, are suggested as a program of recovery. We admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. We Came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. 5. Admitted to God, to ourselves, and another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. 6. We're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. 7. Humbly asked Him to remove our shortcomings. 8. Made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10 continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying for only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Many of us exclaimed, What in order? I can't go through with it. Do not be discouraged. No no one among us has been able to maintain anything like perfect adherence to these principles. We are not saints. The point is that we are willing to grow along spiritual lines. The principles we have set down are guides to progress. We claim spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection. Our description of the alcoholic, the chapter to the agnostic, and our personal adventures before and after make clear three pertinent ideas. A. That we were alcoholic and could not manage our own lives. B, the pro- that probably no human power could have relieved our alcoholism. And C, that God could and would if he were sought. All right, so that's basically the program of how it works. I mean, if you, uh, for those who don't suffer from drug and alcohol problems, you can just, we had, there's only one line in this whole thing that talks about alcohol. We admitted we were powerless over alcohol. We admitted we were powerless over insert whatever you're powerless over. Basically, people, places, or thing for our most of our problems. So uh, I think you can insert that, and uh, you can apply the steps liberally how you how you uh, feel. Again, is um, it's a program of service. The only way that that we do get to maintain our sobriety. And it's pretty clear. It's have There's the 12th step, of course, is having had a spiritual awakening as a re- result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and practice these principles in all our affairs. Again, remove the word alcoholic, insert said problem. And, and most of us, our problem is is ego, self-will run riot, trying to connect with God, and all, all, all the things that uh, make us... Move away from God. So, um, let me uh, let me do this. Let me just kind of uh, read your uh, your your comments here, and, and we'll we'll go from there. It works if you work it. That's true, Ash Ketchup. But you got to work it. And and I would say that on. And we're gonna get going on there. Is is if you do work it right. If you do work it and what does that mean is it's it's providing enough space to admit when you were wrong and and that's really the fundamental thing about it Uh, the program of sobriety sobriety and spiritual growth I don't think is is about being right about anything I think it's about knowing when you're wrong about things it's uh, when you're right you're right and the universe opens up and guides you on the path It's knowing that when you're wrong about what you're doing, that's where you got to work it. That's where you have to put, you know, smell the leather. That's where you have to, the rubber meets the road. That's where you have to apply the steps. And, And that's why it's a program of thorough honesty, right? Because it's hard to admit that you're doing it wrong. It's hard to admit you've made a mistake. It's hard to admit that it's just not going right today and um for many of us that's what leads to the snowball rolling down the hill it's the cover up it's the personal deception it's lying to oneself and not admitting that it's off track and and you know part of working it is trying to catch it i.e. the problem before it gets too far off the track and starts making more problems the more problems you make the harder it is to correct your path so so our job is is again is to realize once we've done a lot of the work, and the work is, is the beginning of the whole thing, Is made that fearless and searching moral inventory and admitted to God, ourselves, and another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. It's um, um, admitted to God, to ourselves. Um, we were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Once you know what's wrong with yourself, i.e. what makes you tick, you got you got a lot of lot to work with because you you can know. So again, these things mature over time. And what I would say is this is it took me one of my character defects, right? If I look at my own character defects, is in order to truly do something, like like do something, I have to say no to it first. And it took me a long time to figure out what that meant. Because in the beginning, I used to say yes. I used to say yes to all sorts of stupid things. And I don't mean like I say I'll show up and I'll be like being of service, yes. I mean saying yes to people, please. And now I know that, that, that that's a character defect of mine that I, I or it used to be and it still is, is that I will need to say yes to somebody because I think it's easier. I want to people-please. I want to get out of it, whatever it may be. But really, I want to say no. I don't want to go over there. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. So what I realize is if I say no first, I give myself the freedom to say yes right? So if I say yes to something, it's, you can't say no. When you say yes to something, you can't really all of a sudden take your word back, right? Because we're supposed to be of our, you know, thoroughly honest. So if you say yes, and then all of a sudden you're like, no, you've, something's wrong there. But if you, if I, for me, I found if I say no first, no, I don't want to go to do, I don't want to go to the museum, then I can say yes. It's like this weird mind trick I found in myself. It's That's me personally, but, but once I discovered this process in my own mental chemistry, it's made my life profoundly easier because I just say no and then I can go, yeah, I do want to do that now. You know what I mean? Because I've already given myself the out because now it's my decision. Again, it's, it's, it's a little cuckoo, dude. Because we're all a little crazy, dude. If you get what I'm saying. So, all right, let me read the things. Hey, Hamish, I know. That, oh, wait, I got. I'm. I'm kind of slowing down the comments so I can read them in real time when I stop. So if you've commented, I'm catching up to you. Uh hey, Hamish, so this is sober focus, and you have responded last uh, last live, but I had to go back to work. I'm really about the purchase situation. See that? Yes, I did. I did that. I did groove. Yes. Yes, I'm going to do, I'm going to get into all my uh, Etsy stuff tonight. Uh, Rambo 45, can you pro, can program be applied to, all right, dude, you're on, you're on timeout. Uh, Can't wait, hold on. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Funny, dude, see, they're my own thing. Rambo 45, can this program be applied to pornography and masturbation? Absolutely, dude. Same thing it's it's you're you're uh you're distracting yourself from god man it's it's the whole thing and why do you do what you do dude if you get to the whole thing it, it's the same steps can apply addiction to pornography is an addiction so it's it's right there god bless you lily and 27 days franklin tangelo good for you good for you franklin should I go to AA if you feel that you need to? Uh, I, it's worked for me for eleven years, and I know a lot of people it's worked with. So it's a it it improves your success rate heavily, dude. And that's where you can go to be of service, and you can fi- find find like minded people. Good BB's face in the ghost. Ah, uh, Rick Fisher, thank you. It I guess it kind of is in an interesting way. Scott, hey again. Justin Anthony, 38 days sober, dude. See, this is the this is encouraging, dude. I, i this is working for me too. Good for you, Justin. Um, Andrew, do you have any desire to stop drinking? That's a good y'all. Oh, good, you guys are working it out amongst yourself. Admire you being sober. Quit everything but weed hardest one. Such a goof, goof tried so many times, can't seem to get it done. Again, is is what I would suggest is is that the ego talking. Are you sh- life without weed, man? Have you seen a twenty dollar bill on weed? Have you seen a twenty dollar bill without weed? <laughs> it's the same stuff. Look, I'll tell you this: is when you get down to the nuts and bolts of sobriety. It's all the same stuff, man. It's just putting something between you and God is, is what it is. And the reason you're putting something between you and God is because you're not ready to come close to God. Because you're afraid that God is going to judge you for whatever it is you've done. If you're not a God person, that's why it's very vague about God and in, in these, these steps. It's something you, you discover over time. But what I would say to you is that It's another, that's why you, you, you bring it, you talk to another human being and God is, is, is when you really get down to it, nobody cares. They just want to help you. And so that's why you talk to someone and work the steps with another human being and boom, you, you get through the thing that why you're jammed up and think you need the weed. I get it. I changed my life in October, 2005 down in Newport, California Dreaming a lot of sobriety down in Newport. Uh, recite the serenity all right Ethan twice Uh, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference the serenity prayer is like a really fundamental prayer and it's super simple but but it's really pretty radical when you think about it especially for the overthinking mind right Grant me the serenity, serenity, it's granting me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Being serene in the things you cannot change. We can't change most of this stuff. And, and to get serenity in that, that's hugely powerful and relieving, right? So God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, right? That's the first thing you got to do is, is be cool with the stuff you can't change. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, and the courage and the and the courage to change. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, and the courage to change the things I can. The courage, right? Because most of the things you can change, you need a little bit of courage because you know you've you've been playing, playing the part of the victim, and the wisdom to know the difference. And that's hugely important, is the wisdom to know the difference. And that's why you need God. That's why you need counsel of friends. That's why you need a network of people. The self-talking mind, man, will deceive you. So the wisdom is to know that maybe you can't solve all these. Know the difference. Maybe you don't know the difference between what you can solve and what you can't solve, right? So the wisdom is to find outside sources to help you discover what maybe is the best for you or someone just to tell you the truth just tell you the truth it said that god will do for you what you can't do for yourself too so that's that um all right yeah we're we're cool we're just um uh congrats ethan baffle whoa Character defects are what I used to call my survival skills. I get sober and think the same type of unhealthy behaviors will serve me. Well, that's why we don't get rid of our character defects. They are our survival skills. Our character defects are how we get by. They are, they are, that's, that's our wiring. We don't, it's, it's again with the, uh, to see Steven, right? Um, it, that's step six. We were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. I mean, we were just ready. Just come on, God, remove all those. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. So again, it's, it's, it's this thing where we know that we have these survival skills, Right? And and we're asking God to intervene for us. It doesn't mean that we're not going to use them. Some of those survival skills that could be considered shortcomings are very useful to us. And um they're not to be denied at the same time, dude. It's getting sober. Andrew, we got Andrew here. Uh, okay. Um, is getting sober at twenty too early? No, I got the kids. I got sober with eleven years ago. Were seventeen, and those dudes are killing it, dude. Oh, god, they they have the like the coolest scenes going. I've talked about it before. The young punkers I got sober with at seventeen. One of them's like a stunt man and does triathletes. Has a super hot wife. Just bought a house for himself. My other one. That I was getting sober with is a uh, has his own got his contracting license, is killing it, dude. Has built his own tiny home, has a couple rad dogs, dude. And then my other one that I was rolling with is like a famous like artist who's big over in Japan that works that that's like one of the big designers down at Chrome Hearts, so. Those dudes got sober at 17. I'd say, dude, it's never too early to get sober. Uh, uh, All right, let's see. Thoughts on Alistair Crowley's... I don't know what that is. Tristan Wilson, I have no thought. Aleister Crowley, I don't really have any time for Aleister Crowley, but I don't really know what his thoughts on Aleister Crowley's AA. I don't know what that is. Uh, is Rockstar energy drugs? No, but the, the, yeah, the sugar in it is for sure, dude. When you read the back of the can, so for those of you who do the rock stars and all that stuff, get the Zevia's at least, at least slowly switch out of the thing. And I'll tell you, most of us have uh, candida in our system from our unhealthy diets, dude. Alcohol is just an illusion of courage from BB. Yeah, it's better to to become as much like Christ as possible than to only spend a temporary time with Christ. Yeah. If you're struggling, try meditation, mindfulness. That's the truth. Well, that's the 11th step. That's the, uh, what is the 11th step prayer, dude? I forget, dude sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God. Well, that's step 11, dude. Once you really, really begin to get this sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him. But the key here, which is where most people learn and grow up, right, is praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry it out. See, most people pray like early on, pray for stuff. I want, I, want, I want my bills paid. I want, I want some shiny shoes. I want a car without dents. I want a girlfriend who doesn't hit me anymore. I want a, I want a dog that doesn't bark, whatever it is. Most of us are praying for, for stuff. But when we, when we really begin to get sober, we're no longer praying for stuff. We're praying, praying only for knowledge of his will for us. Right? We're only praying for 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 knowledge of his will for us. Think about that. Praying only for the knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Again, is is we have to understand that part of our predicament as as people that are drug addicts and alcoholics is that we seek power. And that and our power seeking has been misguided into the cover up to applying medicine to our discomfort. That's the only power many of us have had. The only power I really had for large chunks of my life was to anesthetize myself to the pain of the world, man. For me, I didn't have any trauma in my life. It was just this this world is very painful, dude. There's a lot of dark, bad things going on that's very traumatic to a, a feeling, loving, empathetic human being on his search for God, right? And so the only power I had at a certain point in my life was the drugs and alcohol to take me out of the game. And then they stopped working, right? So then I didn't have any power at all. Then I just was out of control, and so that's where we get the power to carry it out because we need the power, the power to be powerful, to be courageous, to be honest, to walk through the valley, the, the, the valley, the what, walk through the shadow, valley of the fire, ah, you know, the valley of the fire and the shadow of the doubt thing, right? You know, so, and, uh. Oh, I lost where we are here. Um, Crowley was on opiates, pretty sure, and then until he died, secrets aren't good secret order. Yeah, yeah. Crowley was a gnarly creeper, dude. But you know, again, again is is don't judge him for being bad. Thank him for showing you the path towards doom and destruction, man. Again, we don't condemn those. We we thank them for the journey to the abyss, so that we don't have to follow them, dude. Right? Yeah, I believe in the forest too, dude. Is melatonin bad for sleep? At a certain point, I, I take melatonin every night, dude. We naturally produce melatonin in our body, and uh, when we get older, we tend it, it we tend to have deficits of it. So, uh, like, I'm 51, so I, I take melatonin regularly, dude. It's it's uh, it's it's a natural occurring thing dude i don't i don't see any problem with it but if you take too much it kind of works the opposite dude but i'll tell you what what on on these things of of being sober is that how you treat yourself is super important and again we tend to be very abusive to ourselves, I mean by by the very nature of alcoholism and addiction, whatever your addiction may be. It's a very abusive activity on the human form right so for many people that are trying to get get sober like you're you're supposed to have anxiety you're supposed to be have trouble sleeping, you're supposed to be kind of ill and a little bit sickly and out of sorts. That's, that's one, that's normal. Like I, I, I think I talked to a lot, like a lot of people begin getting sober and they'll be like, I got anxiety and I can't sleep well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Dude, you've been thrashing on your body for God knows how long. So I, again, I, I share the story of, of when I was about three months sober, I got like started feeling super ill Like, like just worn down. I thought I was getting the cancer, dude. I thought I was dying, dude. I like really did. I hadn't really felt that bad in forever. And, and I was talking to the sober girl and she was like, dude, you're just tired. I go, what do you mean? She's like, you've been redlining your body for like two decades, just redlining it, staying up late, partying all night, going to work, surfing, skating, you know, jumping off cliffs into bodies of water, just being a maniac, right? For like 20 plus years, dude. She's like, dude, you just need to sleep and rest. She's like, let your body rest. And so the body does an interesting thing I've noticed. And that's why that first 90 days of sobriety is pretty important and paramount is that your body is like on guard, in the beginning, like, is this guy going to or gal going to drop more poison into my system? You have to understand alcohol and drugs are poison. That's how they do their magic on you, dude. It's, it's not some, you know, you know, mushrooms, they're poisonous, dude. That's what it, how it does it, dude. It's all poison, so your body is ready to fight the poison, and it's waiting because you've been doing it so consistently for so long. It's like, dude, it's six o'clock somewhere. Where's where's the beer, dude? We haven't smoked any weed today. That's weird. Oh, we have, we're not gonna. It's, it's Sunday. We're not doing blow, dude. We're not taking any pills today. So your body is sitting kind of on this thing, and then eventually, at a certain point, it's like, oh wow, this person's not gonna put any more drugs and alcohol in me. I need to rest now, and it'll want to rest. Your body will want to rest, and you need to let, treat, again, you got to love yourself enough to treat yourself a little bit, dude, better. And we tend to treat ourselves terribly, dude, just, just so you know. Um, I don't know what's true, Andrew Shamblin, because I'm kind of behind the curve here. Exactly, you have to leave it to God. Up to God, yeah. You got to leave it up to God. We must continue to preach repentance. Yeah. Well, that's what the uh, fourth, fourth, and fifth step are all about. Oh, kale flowers, dude. So my friend here, kale. He's he saw me come in. This is one of those dudes who saw me like fresh meat, dude. So yeah, we're doing our sober Wednesdays, kale. We're uh, we're 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 uh we 're no longer anonymous anymore on this channel, and uh it's kind of a new movement i don't know if you're aware, but we're not doing we just we're not doing anonymous anymore and uh so so we're we're doing this thing and kale's allowed to use all caps by the way dude he's my he's my, he's my he's an actually like like living friend of mine dude from from that knows me so don't give him a hard time wrenches kale I give kale the free pass to all cap. So, uh, yeah, we're here, Kale. We're, uh, we're helping people get sober and stay sober. Oh, no worries, my brother. Dude, no worries. And, um, we're, we're doing, we're, we're trying to pass a little Joe. Kale knows my, uh, my, my, my spiritual teacher quite well. Kale and I come from the, uh, the Joe Shaughnessy school of spiritual teachings. And, um, is that David Brune North American tribe, dude? Uh no, this is this is uh, no. And uh so yeah, Kale and I, Kale and I, we know the dance. So yeah, we're we're here trying to manifest some some good vibes. We're uh Why don't you uh We're uh we're doing the thing, man. And we got some people getting sober here. We're fired up. We're uh we're just kind of just rolling with it, trying to do a new format. You should come on and do this thing live with me one day and sit right here, brother. I need a I need some uh, co-hosts on this deal. So what what do we got out there? What do you what are you guys all about, man? So we're at the halfway mark, and um, I kind of turn it over to you a little bit. We're sort of doing it that way tonight, but uh, it's it's funny. So I'll 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 give I'll give some I'll give some some time at the shores stories <laughs> some time at the shore stories dude so i there was this girl there that that i that I liked and she was uh she was the daughter of a, of a famous oh you're in the east coast okay the uh there was this girl there she was the daughter of this this famous athlete and um she had been in and out of rehabs a bunch of times. And we were sitting talking one evening and she was young, dude. And uh, we were talking one evening and, and she was like, I, I don't, I'm wasting all my dad's money and I've wasted so much of his thing. And, and I remember looking to her, I go, it's only a waste if you don't get sobriety. If you get sober, it's an investment in you. And, that, and that's really the way it is, is everybody. It's, it's, not, it's not how you got here. It's the fact you got here. And, and it, it's this thing that I remember Joe telling me. Like, So me and Joe were coming back from a meeting or something. I was probably like eight months sober or something. And we were coming back from a meeting. And he's like, I was like, you know, man, I, I really regret this and that. And he's the dude who taught me not to regret stuff. He was like, I was like, man, if I'd only, you know, if I'd only finished college and I'd only done this and I don't know, I guess it wasn't regretted. I was like, only ifs. And I was, if I'd only done this and I'd only done that, oh man, you know, it would have been so much different. And I remember him like looking at me and he's like, but you wouldn't be here with me getting sober now, would you? And I was like, yeah. And you have to understand is where I was at this time was a real sweet spot. Like I was I was still close enough to being like a loaded dude out of my mind on drugs and alcohol, but but I was just deep enough into the the process and the steps and 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 getting sober where I was really open to what Joe was telling me, man. And when he kind of told me this, it really put my life into perspective. And and the thing is that we don't, it's not wasted time. It wasn't, yeah, I spent, I spent my 30s just a fart bag. I, I spent my 30s pretty out of control. That investment thing is a good thing to hear. I've been reflecting on that a lot late. Yeah, Murky, forgotten. Yeah, that that's a huge thing. So that like so if I look at my 20s, like my 20s it was I was finger popping and I was doing my thing and it was it was on, dude, right? And then I get to uh I get to my 30s and it's just the prolonged misery where like the whole world is really conspiring to give me my my medicine. You know, I'm running a bar I'm, I'm, people are giving me free blow, dude. I, 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 it's all, I'm not paying for any of it, dude. I'm just, ah, for my 30s, right? Which gets me to the, uh, to the North Carolina phase at the end of my 30s. I think in North Carolina, I was like 38, 38 North Carolina. So, my 30s were a disaster and pretty miserable. The finger pop and rad part of like, yeah, young party guy jet setting around with fish and doing blow and funky locales, eating acid and mountaintops and all that stuff was long gone, dude. And that journey in my thirties wasn't wasted. In fact, it was it was where school really took place because that was when I really in retrospect can look back and be like whoa dude like that's what sustained alcoholism and drug addiction looks like. it will sustain you dude the miracle is that somehow I got out of it the miracle is is I was so drunk that I, that I asked two dudes in front of a liquor store for help. How that happens, I don't know, that's God, right? Because I would, had always been on the search for God. And, and so when I got to this point, and, and that's what I would, the, to the 20-year-old guy and my 17-year-old friends I got sober with, it's never too early to get sober, but the true miracle of you getting sober and what you're trading in, right? I didn't I didn't know anything about sobriety in my 20s. I didn't know anything about sobriety in my 30s. God intervened in my life in my at 40 and gave me a path out of my misery. From that perspective of knowing how good and rich and bountiful life of sobriety is, I I look back now and I go, "Wow, man! What would I have done with my life in my zesty youthful twenties as a sober dude with the power of God, the power of manifestation, the power of all this stuff?" And yet, I have to make peace with the fact that I don't get to do that. My job is to to let the twenty year, the person who's twenty years old out there know. That you're not missing anything. I did it for you, dude. Yes, it looks cool in a Hunter S. Thompson novel. It reads real well in Fear and Loathing. The, the myth of Hemingway makes it seem real exciting. There's enough pop culture, finger pop and coolness about drugs and alcohol. But as a dude who did it with all barrels going... With all tires spinning and a very, very kind of rock star. Like, I, I rock star, dude. I had my own book published. I had my own entourage. I was zipping across the country. I was doing my thing, dude. But what I will tell you is, if I could tell someone who's 20, a lot of people ask me, what would I tell someone, my 20-year-old self? What would I tell my 20-year-old self? I would tell my 20-year-old self, if you can find God now, you will experience a life beyond your wildest expectations. And, but again, would I know what that means? No. Would I have known what the hell, I'm sure someone told me that in my 20s. Would I have known what it, can't ride a drunk donkey, dude. <laughs> yeah. Unless you get your donkey drunk. Oh, <laughs> uh, the pet. I used to have a pet donkey, Bobo. So I used to oh, I'll tell a story here. I had this uh. Yeah, dude, if you're young and you're getting sober, dude, man, you you have done, you have shaved off years. Of wasted time see i don't I didn't waste him because I got the gift of God right I, I get to but many people I know who are my age I have a friend of mine a dear friend I love dude who's five years older than me still just tripping on coke can't couldn't get sober to save his life dude looks at me he's like how'd you pull it off I have kids now I have a wife I got you know what I mean I used to sit and read the Bible with him on blow. 11 years ago. And and that dude's still out there. And I look at that dude and I'm like, wow, man, that guy's, the, the 11 years I've been sober, just doing what I've been doing that you can look back in the archives and see that dude's been doing the exact same thing that I left him doing. And that's really the story I would tell you to your young bucks out there is, is if you' if you if you got a shot at it and you can see it and you can see the sunlight of the spirit and the crack of God and you can remove the false reality of drugs and alcohol man, wow dude, like you're on a magic ride, dude, and uh you know we can always refin refund your misery right so it's that thing of. Yeah, 30, man. Look, dude, I'll tell you what. The timeline's accelerated right now. This is a terrible time to be on drugs and alcohol from my perspective. Again, I'm biased because I'm sober, but I couldn't imagine living in this donkey show right now, pickled. I couldn't imagine enjoying any of this smoking weed. I, I like the freak show that that goes on out there a uh, stone like oh my god what a what a horse i couldn't imagine eating psychedelics during this period like oh my god give me it would freak me out dude and me it make me run into a big white building with my hair on fire go no i'm here to save the day <laughs> waving my american flag dude so maybe those people were all on acid i don't know but uh, you know, that's neither here nor there. But so what I'm getting at is this is a great time to get sober. It seems like a really bad time to 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 come out of the haze, but I'll tell you, this is the best time ever to get sober, dude. Because more people are going the other direction. It's time to come. So, so you know, I'm off to the hab Monday. Good for you, Augusto. Uh yeah, pandemic with addiction is terrible. I can't. Yeah, it sounds vicious, dude. Hey, man, I'll get, I'll, as a dude who's worked in rehabs, dude, Augusta, Augusta. Let me give you some rehab advice, dude. Twenty twenty with addiction felt like ten years. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. Joe, let me give you some advice if you're re- if you're going into the rehab on Monday, dude. Just go with it, dude. Don't offer any resistance just go there and be like, dude, these people are there to help me, man. Yeah, they're the pain in the ass. We're Like as a dude who works on it, it, it's a pain in the ass. It's supposed to be, dude. But if you approach it as this is medicine to save my life and you do the thing and this is your Augusto, this is your path forward. Go in with an open mind and acceptance and God and love and grace and let those people help you and then watch all the dipshits you're in rehab with fuck it up for themselves. And when you see that go down and you have just enough of a crack to battle your addiction in that setting with enough clarity, just to look at the idiots next to you and be like, oh my God, I don't want to be like that. That's, that's, that's all you need is that much, just that much of a gap just to be like, oh, I don't want that. You don't need any friends in rehab. Those aren't your friends. Those people in rehab that are like, oh, dude, ah, uh, they're not your friends, dude. Nobody in rehab's your friends. I've, as a dude who's worked in rehabs, they're not your friends. You're there for you, you and you alone. Don't attach to any of the other inmates. If anything, find one of the cool-ass staff people. and guarantee guaranteed there's some dude like me or gal like me who works at the rehab. Befriend them and go, what do I do? And they're going to be like, this is what you do, dude. Just you don't need any friends. Those aren't the friends you're trying to make, dude. They are boat anchors, dude. Trust me, dude. I've watched it, dude. I've seen it. I've seen good people come into rehabs and be like, oh, that girl, dude. Or I'm rolling with those dudes. Those dudes are the cool kids. You don't want the cool kids at the rehab. You want the uncool, you know? (laughs) Uh, You're you're double out of there. And uh, so, yeah. Just be safe. God bless you and stay strong, man. Like I said, you're there to get help, dude. You're not there to go to the spa. It ain't a day spa, man. And uh I, like I said, I've been on all sides of this thing, dude. But I'll tell you what, man. And 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 my friend Kale Kale knows this. I went to this, I got, I got, I, I, I got the lucky seven and ended up at this sober living as a guest. And I got sober at this place. And I've said it before. Yeah, lean into it. Is is I was one of the few people that, that stayed sober because I wanted to be sober, dude. Most of those people in rehab don't want to be sober. Either their parents are forcing them, their wife's forcing them, the courts are forcing them. So they're not reliable counterparts. So I would... I would be at this sober living, right? And like, you know, I would do meetings every night and I would be like, I'd load every, let's go to the meeting, dude. You know, like let's go to the meetings and they'd be like, I need to, I need to go to the gym. I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to do this. I need to do that. I'm telling you, dude, the excuse factor is the number one. You don't need to go to the gym, dude. Trust me, you don't need to do anything except listen to the people trying to help you, dude. Like everybody, yeah, those, right, dude, those, we were, I was raw, dog. Those were the glory days. I remember, here's a, here's a sober living story. I was up surfing with my buddy, dude. This, this, re, this sober living we were at was a, a shit show, dude. I was up at, at, I was up surfing and we were coming back from a llama. My buddy, I was, th- that that was at the, hanging out at the sober living, dude. And uh, we're, we're coming about driving down the coast and, and, and all of a sudden we see all these ambulances and fire trucks passing us, dude. And I was joking. I go, oh, I bet they're heading to our sober living, dude. And they were. And we get up to the sober living and they're all there, dude. There's just fire trucks and firemen and paramedics and cops and the whole thing. And what had gone on was this super affluent woman married to a huge computer person had locked herself in the closet and was, was, was threatening to kill herself with, with, with safety scissors. (laughs) It's like that cuckoo. So, and she was a nice woman, dude, but. You know, she didn't want to face her problems, dude. So she was she was threatening to kill herself with safety scissors, dude. And when they finally took the door off the hinges and the thing she had been trying to saw through her arm with safety scissors, dude, <laughs> dude, I can tell you stories. There was this other dude that we had this this lunatic from Canada, this really rich kid, dude. He had a little, a little bit of a like a little little brain damage, I would say. And 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 one day he's like. I'm gonna go for a hike, and he took off on some hike with, with like hike. And we live way up in the the, the canyons, dude. And, and and he got lost. He didn't. It got dark. He got lost. And this dude was one of those dudes who thought he could do anything. He took off, went hiking. It got dark, and this huge canyon complex. Joe, the guy, our guy. He was, they were driving around calling his name out the, out the window, way up in the canyons are steep in these mountains. And all they, all they heard was, uh, help, help down in the canyon. And this dude had gotten himself so lost in the dark and like almost died. Ah, it was never ending. So the, the donkey story, dude, never came back. Yeah. He, they found him eventually that he had, he was stuck down in the canyon, dude. Ah mountain lions, yeah, they'll eat you, but um again it's it's uh sobriety's a blessing dude and it and from the look, I'll tell you this from on to wrap this kind of towards the end here is from the outside looking in, sobriety looks pretty lame. And there's a bunch of, like, I'll be clear, there's a bunch of, like, lame sober people that are just wound real tight and real, like, real about whatever rules they follow, dude. If that's what you want, that's what you can have. But what you'll find out in sobriety is there's no rules, baby. This is, this is a suggestion, dude. This is all a suggestion. But if you want to really pursue life, you got to jump to through the other side. Jump and the net will appear, right? And and like I said, I spent a majority of my life vowing, vowing never to get sober. I will never, ever. Those dudes are losers. Biggest bunch of kooks on the planet, sober people. Dude. <laughs> Who gets sober? What a waste of a life, Dude conformist, they're the man dude. Whatever, I, uh, whatever stories you tell yourself but what I'll tell you on this side of the story dude is when you get your freedom back your real freedom back you'll look back at the old self and be like wow that's what a prisoner looks like that's what a prisoner looks like a prisoner is somebody who can be free, but chooses not to be free. For no other reason than that's the choice they want to make. So look, it, it's that thing as if, 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 if you're on the precipice of the whole thing. Give it a try. Rotate around the sun once. Just go 365 days. Take a look at every, every calendar day with sober eyes. And if you make it around the sun once, you can probably make it a day, no problem. And if if after a year of being sober and working the steps and being of service, if you want your old pathetic life back, you can have it. No one's going to condemn you, dude. It's totally legit, dude. There's no no judgment on it, dude. But I will tell you from this perspective of many have chosen that path and they all have come to regret it, dude. Is once you, uh, once you got the sober sauce in your system, dude, you don't want to be sick anymore, huh? Right? So that's, uh, that's that's the thing. And and I mean, what do you got? Twelve years, Kale? Twelve years now? Thirteen? Twelve? You're twelve. I just got eleven, dude. Think about that, man. So this this dude knows me before I I even had the concept of having Owl in my life, dude. It kind of always, like, trips me out, dude. 12 years, dude. Good for you, my brother. 11, dude. Who would have thunk, right? Who would have thunk, bro? I remember us. We were puppies, dude. And even then, it's... See, the thing that you grow... The thing that you realize too, and and being back me up on this or not, is I can look back at an early sobriety, and I and still and I still thought I knew it all. I now know at eleven years of sobriety, I don't know my ass from my elbows, dude. And you hear people talk about that, like yeah, in the beginning you think you're this, but you wear that role. You're supposed to be on fire in the beginning you're supposed to be like finger popping like yeah dude let's get sober you got yeah doing the whole thing that's part of what it's about at 11 years man I'm like dude I don't know dude I'm just I'm just keeping in the game I'm staying in the game dude and I feel pretty good life's pretty good it's pretty difficult it's pretty hard You know, I have me and the wife. We sat down and had a full blown adult conversation about finances moving forward into 2021, dude. Because as we all know, things are very challenging right now. But that kind of mature conversation we were two years ago would have probably been a fight. You know what I mean? Because we weren't that mature two years ago. So you get a, a maturity and, and and an ability to recognize what sobriety is. Because it's not about it's not about drugs and alcohol. Proud of you too, Kale. It's not about the drugs and alcohol. It never was, dude. The drugs and alcohol were a medicine. Living life on life's terms, and then you know once you once you realize that that God's the ultimate medicine, dude, and. and that God of your understanding. Again, I, we talk about God a lot here, but it's it's your personal relationship. I, I just share my experience with it, and um, and, and and I'll tell you what, sobriety's fun, dude. I I came from the school of of good times and unlimited possibility. I didn't. We're not a glum lot. I didn't get sober to be miserable and pissed off, dude. I I, I that I did all that. And I've been that in sobriety too, dude I got sober because my, I didn't want to live the life I was living anymore And I found a life I Like they, they say, dude, a life beyond my wildest dreams, dude Well, my dreams were stupid When I first got sober Like I had some pretty dumb dreams, dude Now, dude, now I don't Now I just, I'm fired up, dude Fired up um, you know, my big mystery is to figure out what set the set of Legos this belongs to, dude, but I don't know, dude, mysteries, dude. you know what I mean? like life's simple, dude, and that's the adventure. Like I'll just tell you, dude, about sobriety is 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 it's so simple that it's infinitely interesting. Where the mundane exists, there it is. Is that's where the rubber meets the road. Sober is the routest. Yeah, I, I wouldn't ever want to, I wouldn't ever give it up, man. And I've been through some some stuff the last couple of years. So those of you have been around this channel long enough know, man, I it wasn't easy a couple of years ago. And this thing that's going on in, in, in the funky United States of America, dude, it's nothing compared to what I went through two years ago and it's nothing compared to what getting sober was like dude sober was so getting sober was the total tectonic shift of reality dude so we'll wrap up that whole this whole thing here is on the way out the door um Thank you for all being here. I hope I was at service, and I I like to always end it on this note. Wherever you are in the United States of America, there is an AA central office available to you. Just type in your town, your county, wherever it is. Type in that AA central office. A number will come up. You call that number. There's somebody there like me or Kale or anyone who's sober that wants to help you. They're there because they want to help you. So you're not alone. There's this isn't this is a this is an us team sport. This is not a loneliness game. This is not one person against the world. There's a network of us out there called Central Office AA Anywhere USA. There's somebody there like me to help you or a woman like me to help you. If you're feeling lonely and suicidal, please call a suicide prevention line. Please call somebody. Many people are out there alone. They don't know what to do. They're overwhelmed by the financial situations, the isolation, the loneliness, the coof, the government, the chaos. Please, don't make a take a temporary problem make a permanent solution, dude. Please call a suicide prevention line. Call somebody, anybody. But just whatever you do, just. Don't be lonely and take take yourself out of the game, dude, because the best is yet to come. And we all need you, man. You being alive and sober is, is of great service and a great testament to God's grace and glory. With that said, lead us out with the serenity prayer. God, grant us the serenity to accept the things we cannot change, the courage to change the things we can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. God bless you. Good night. We'll be back here next Wednesday, 6.30 Pacific Standard Time for another Sober Wednesday. Be kind to each other. Love each other. Uh, Email links down below if you want more help.